0: Everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Guest Extra, episode 32, and the second week of Bam Camp. Yeah. 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 Hey. So, hey, campers. Hey, campers. Good time, morning. Time to wake up. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. Uh, what? I don't know. Rise and shine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're watching camp movies, and this is week two. Mm-hmm. We've, we've established ourselves. We, we got a run of the place. We know what, what the campgrounds are like. We know who the cool kids are. And it's us. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. Yeah. We're the cool kids. Sure. (laughs) Totally cool. We're the ones who can get you anything. We can? Sure. We're those (laughs) kids. Like more podcasts? Yeah. All right. (laughs) So anyway, this week we decided to go back in time to the year 1987. Gotta go back in time. (laughs) For a double feature of Ernest Goes to Camp and Summer Camp Nightmare. The titles are interchangeable. Ernest Goes to Summer Camp Nightmare. No, I just mean either one. Sure. There's no Ernest in Summer Camp Nightmare. That you know of. Well, good point. There's a lot of kids in that. Someone might be named Ernest. You're right. And it would be important if he was. (laughs) Yes. So I guess we will just go alphabetically for these. Easiest way to do it. Let's start with the movie. Everyone on the planet has seen somehow Ernest Goes to Camp.
1: I hope that. Kids and future generations haven't been forced to see this movie as we were. <laughs> I, 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 if I, if there is any hope to be had for the human species, <laughs> I hope that this perfunctory viewing of Ernest Goes to Camp is now over.
0: <laughs> okay, well, listen. Uh, I, growing up in the southeast as we did, um, Ernest was everywhere on television, mm-hmm. hawking whatever ice cream products and drugstores and whatever there were to be sold. Um, Hey, I know what you mean. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But uh, so this was Ernest's big breakout feature film. Here he is, kids. Go see Ernest in his brand new motion picture, which started a franchise of just gloriousness and a long, healthy career for old Jim Varney. Did it? (laughs) He, I made, mean, he made a lot of Ernest movies. There, there were a few Ernest movies, yeah. yes. So, uh, I wish he had lived long enough to get Ernest buddies, but we never got that far. Mm. It's a shame. But you know he would be in those movies if he was still alive today. He would be taking the jobs away from the Cheers cast members. But anyway, this is basically his big national debut full-length motion picture. So, Ernest goes to camp. Uh, the movie starts with some Indian lore. Okay. We get a little little... Trial by fire kind of thing, or trial by three weapons. Yeah, there's a dude tied up to a, a symbol, and someone in the tribe is is throwing and shooting things at him, mm-hmm. and they all miss. It's a it's a knife, an axe, and an arrow. Right. But these people are so fucking stupid in this
1: movie. They think an axe is a stone. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been made of stone. No.
0: Some things were made of stone. Yeah, probably not. Arrowheads were made of stone. Maybe. I don't know. Quick and dirty axe. You make it out of stone. You don't really want to use your metal on, you know, ceremonial stuff. All right. Need those for, for chopping. <laughs> <laughs> they should go to the chopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some more axes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we get a little thing and we're not quite sure what it means. But this guy doesn't get hit by the three things. And then everyone yells like it's a good thing. So we then flash forward to Camp key it's got the same logo as the symbol the Indians were enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just, Ernest is, is talking to us. He's climbing up a ladder and fixing a sign. And, and we're pretty much introduced to him being a fucking klutz. He just can't do a lot of things right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And camp starts, kids show up, kids are here. And Ernest, he, he wants to be a camp counselor. That that's his goal. He his dream is to become a camp counselor. It ain't happening cuz everyone at the camp is kind of a douche, including uh, Ernest. No. Oh. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Ernest. We're going to fight, sir. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so kids arrive. And it all continues to go wrong for Ernest. He tries to do things. The thing either goes badly or the kids try to murder him in some way because it's funny. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a a decent chunk of the first little bit of this movie. But then the, the the main plot for Ernest anyway, is that they have this this camp has has decided to take on a group of second chance kids from the nearby facility, penitentiary, whatever it is kids go to. Um i think it's like a i don't know well okay they call that a well, what'd you speak up for <laughs> no they they have
1: a word for it and it escapes my brain right now
0: i think it's a i don't know what he um me for. Ju- juvenile detention yeah okay that's the word yeah that's it so anyway some some shitty kids are brought to the camp they're all really shitty okay they're gross terrible kids even even, even Mustafa? No, Mustafa's <laughs> all right. Mustafa, I don't know what he got framed. I don't know why he's in juvie, but mm. he seems like a nice kid. That's right. He was a short timer. <laughs> the rest of them are all terrible. But So they come to the camp. The camp has made it clear they don't want those kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, the counselors don't want anything to do with it. And so there's there's roughhousing and fights breaking out. And the, the quote-unquote good kids don't like these second chancers, even though they haven't done anything. Um, and then there's... A moment where everyone is out by the lake, and the Second Chance kids push this guy into the water off the lifeguard tower, and it breaks his leg. Mm-hmm. So the camp is down one counselor. Okay, and one of the shitty counselors is like, "Hey, why don't we make Ernest a counselor? He could take care of these dumb kids that we don't like, and then we can get rid of everybody." So they're like, "Yeah." So Ernest is now a counselor. He's a counselor for the shitty kids. Yeah. And uh, they don't like Ernest either. No, they don't. They um, continue to uh, try to murder him, although along with doing so, try to murder themselves as well. Because, like, on the bus ride in, they're like, hey, guess who? Let's play guess who while you're driving the bus. And that's bad. And they could have all died. Um, Yeah. That would have been a happy ending. Yeah. (laughs) You might detect that Harlow does not like this motion picture (laughs) No, I don't. I'm not going to hide it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, also going on uh, is there's an evil corporation. Sure. They want the land, and it's being run by John Vernon, mm-hmm. BanffCast Extra alum from Fraternity Vacation, uh, who's always a delight. I love this guy in everything because he's he's so good at being just the shittiest. Mm-hmm. just Just like the worst, whatever you imagine the worst human being in a position of power is, with obvious exceptions these days, it's John Vernon. You put that guy, he's he's the warden, he's the CEO, he's the guy, you know, who's mm-hmm. just like, ah, everything you like, that guy hates. Yeah. Hey, Vernon, it's <laughs> Ernest, goes to camp. <laughs> so, um, he is desperate to get this camp because they have some sort of mineral that the space, that, that NASA needs for space and defense. Is that what they said? Yeah. I, the the first the first explanation was for space ex- exploration and national defense.
1: Oh, okay. I I thought they kept saying like insecticide or
0: something, no, which it, I was kind of wondering why a mineral would be. No, it, they they have two contracts. They have defense contracts and they have a, contracts with NASA. Okay. They don't say NASA, but it's with the space program. Sure. So whatever this mineral is, they there's more of it on the campgrounds and they want it. Problem is, is that the camp is owned by. Uh, These two Native Americans, one, the elder of which is Iron Eyes Cody, who is famous, and he's having no part of it. Mm -hmm. That's his sacred land, and no one can come take it away, because who can own a tree, he explains at one point. Well, it's true. Yes. Um, Even though they offer him a fairly good deal. At first, they offer him 5% royalties on all the mineral that they find, which, dude, take it. But then they come back later and offer 10, and you're like, dude, take it, and he doesn't refuses so there's a lot of hijinks along the way um Ernest tries to bond with the kids yeah um I, all right
1: so i feel like i'm just saying i don't like this movie and i feel like at some point i should probably explain why <laughs> simply beside beyond just saying i don't <laughs> like this movie okay um how can i put this i don't know well I never really had a problem with Ernest. I think in my younger years, mm-hmm. I fucking hate Ernest as a character now, <laughs> and here's why. Um, it'd be one thing if he was a bumbling, stumbling klutz.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that that would be fine. Mm-hmm. You know that would be every Jim Carrey character, every Adam Sandler character, up to a point. Well, it's just you know they stop being funny at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's braggadocious. And that makes it not endearing. Because hmm. um, if he was just like a, f- a human cartoon Forrest Gump, I think I might root for him. Okay. Um, but like everything is, watch this is going to be awesome. I, I got this contr- out. Of, you know, I am the best at this, and then I will go epically fail. <laughs> um,
0: and I- and you know, so his self confidence, you don't much care for.
1: No, no, I, okay. I do not. Um, like. At a certain point, realize you suck and just suck. Uh, I, f- I feel like Ernest was a warning for this country that we we too often ignored, and now we are paying the price for it. Uh, <laughs> the idi- signs were there. <laughs> idiots who say, I am the best at this and are the worst at everything have been with us for longer than we realized. <laughs> it's just we used to think that was funny. Now
0: it is not. <laughs> well, okay. That's an interesting parallel to draw. Um, I My mind did not go there during this, hmm. but I could totally see your point. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: <laughs> um, okay. I, and also, like, all right, in, in, in a little minor thing, because you know with a character, especially in his first outing into a movie, They have got to cram all of his catchphrases, Mm -hmm. things, all of his signature moves into the movie. Yep. However, you don't need to do them each five times. I suppose not. Um, Because, like, I mean, I, I couldn't help but watch this movie and draw parallels to Billy Madison, the first major Adam Sandler vehicle. Right. And how much more of that movie works for me mm-hmm. uh, despite them having to cram in all of Adam Sandler's previous characters sort of yeah. into brief moments in it. Right. Um, because they just like, Hey, you know, this thing, all right, now we did it. Now we're moving on and, and things are funny and, and it's not the plot of the movie does not hinge on. Hey, look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Like the ancillary characters are just as interesting. And besides John Vernon being evil, there is fuck all in this movie. Right. Like, I mean, there's just nothing else except for watching his stupid cartoonish self.
0: Yeah, it very much is very much is the Ernest sh- earnest show. Right. I mean, it is he is in every scene except for the scenes where John Vernon is right. being established as being evil.
1: Whereas to me, like something like Billy Madison, like he brought his entire crew of friends, right? And they reach each given like little moments to be awesome. Like mm-hmm. some of the most quotable things in Billy Madison are not from Billy
0: Madison himself. I would say the most quotable yeah. thing is absolutely not from Billy right. Madison. It's directed to him. Right. So,
1: I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like every little ancillary character is funny. Whereas this is like, as soon as you're over him, mm-hmm. there is nothing to latch onto in this movie. So I can,
0: t- I can totally understand that. You may continue. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally get where you're coming from. Proceed.
1: You may proceed. Okay.
0: (laughs) I totally get that. All right. I don't want you to think that I don't. Um, I I found it interesting that at one point uh, there's a campfire scene where Ernest has the kids have started to not murder him as much. (laughs) They are starting to maybe listen to him on occasion. Sure. And he tells the same ghost story from Meatballs, but fucks it up. Mm hmm. Which I just thought was interesting oh, timing. The ghost I mean, I, story. I know, yeah, but yeah, I just, yeah. you know, it, it's just <laughs> here's them telling the story in Meatballs. Now here's he's telling it and he fucks it up. Uh, although he does put Vern as the star of that story, which sure. I thought was. Of course, why not?
1: Yeah. Um, can I point out that there was one joke that had nothing to do with Ernest that I actually did laugh at? Was it the turtles? Nope. Okay. It was when the kids arrive and they get off the bus and the counselor goes, all right, line up. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and they, and all, they, they all the assume the position. The position. Yeah. yeah.
1: And like nobody ever really corrects them. and said, no, I just mean line up in a row. The
0: counselor just kind of shakes his head and walks <laughs> off like you dumb idiots.
1: <laughs> that was the one joke. Okay. In the entire movie. Right. That, well, I, that, I laughed
0: out loud at another thing. Okay. And, you know, we'll get there. But, um, so, uh, so what happens is, is that John Vernon shows up to try and muscle ironize Cody mm-hmm. and, Iron Eyes Cody speaks Native American, whatever their tribe language is, but also kind of speaks in this sign language-y kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: So Now, this is after his lawyer has been there like three times.
0: Yeah. And I
1: want to say well, more, that... More than three times we seen. A bunch seen. of times, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate that this lawyer, this shitty lawyer for John Vernon, is trying to do it by the book. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, he won't sell. And John Vernon's like, you get that land. He's like, dude, there's nothing I can do. It's the law so it's John Vernon who just decides fuck the law I'm just gonna go <laughs> finagle this guy out of his thing and so he goes and he's trying to negotiate with Ironized Cody but Ironized Cody can't understand him so he ropes Ernest in to come in and explain to him that he's signing a petition to prevent what's happening and so Ernest then inadvertently becomes the bad guy because he has helped John Vernon get the signature on the contract and now the lease is in their hands um, right so okay
1: I know the entire plot hinges on this, uh-huh. but there, again, there is something that really bugs me about this. Okay. Um, just because someone doesn't speak your language, yep. they can still pick up pattern recognition. Yes. And this person, <laughs> like, the, the lawyer has been around X number of times yeah. and said, I'm from uh, Crater Institute. Mm-hmm. And when he walks up to Iron Eyes Cody the first time, he says, hi, I'm whatever, Sherman, yeah. Sherman Crater. <laughs> and... And then he comes back in. And is like, no, I'm this guy. And I'm like, yeah, just saying the word crater should have like tipped him off. Yes. Like when someone reaches their hand out, despite you not speaking their language and says crater, they are introducing themselves. Yeah. So
0: it what? is the plottiest of plot devices. Yeah, it just, is It is just how do we get from point A to point C without. Sure. Let's, I know. I know. Let's I'm, do just, this. I'm just it, pointing that out. Like, yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it's just like the head of the camp calls everyone together and it's like, well, that's it. Y'all got to go home. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) And they're like, somebody.
1: Yeah, I I do. I do appreciate the fact that, like, they're so evil
0: that, like, not only do they buy it, but they're like, get the fuck out (laughs) tomorrow immediately. You guys are gone. We're going to (laughs) fucking blast the hell out of all your land. So. Ernest feels bad, as he should, Mm -hmm. because he inadvertently did this, and he has this kind of minor little breakdown where it's like all he wanted to do ever was be a camp counselor and you know try to help kids and now that's being taken away and it's being taken away because he's an idiot and he's the one who did it so we get our first montage which is the sad montage of all the kids having to pack their stuff by this point the the troubled kids have decided camp is cool it's a lot better than jail so they just want to stay forever um, but now, so it's a sl- it's a sad montage of everyone packing up. The thing is, is that the montage song is being sung by Ernest. He is he is singing our montage song because he is sad, and so we're getting clips of everyone packing up and being sad. Uh, he's also serenading his turtle, right? Which like right in front of his face, which made me laugh for some dumb reason. But um, can can I point out that like
1: while I mostly despise this movie. Mm-hmm. If I ever make a movie, someone is going to sing this song.
0: <laughs> and you're, you're adopting this song. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, so the song belongs in a, in a better movie. Yeah. In a better place. And I don't know if I would do it in like a Deadpool break the fourth wall. Like say, <laughs> here's something that might cheer you up from yeah. the 1987 classic Ernest, you know, Ernest goes <laughs> to camp. Or if you just do, it, you just and, do and, it and wait for people to like go, hey, wait. wait a second, that's the song from Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah. Because I feel like the time has passed. We are now, what, 30 years past this? Yes. Um. Good God. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like just dropping this in a movie now would be the the biggest hotness.
0: Yeah. It would be like <laughs> opening weekend. AV Club would be like, here's something you need to know about this new movie. Right. Just, <laughs> you know that song that made you cry? Well, guess what? <laughs> I've thrown
1: it out there. Like, okay. you know, this is the thing you can drop it. It's like, it's got all the whatever
0: it's got all the right cliches it's, cli- yeah, it's got
1: all the right cliches of like rainbow connection and you know yeah muppets sad yeah, songs. It's like
0: gee i'm glad it's raining yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm glad it's raining <laughs>
0: there you go yeah. just make another muppet movie and throw it in there really blow people's yeah minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um uh, eventually they just decide we ain't leaving
1: well the the the, the toughs do the Ernest and, yeah. the tuffs. <laughs> Ernest and the Tufts. Ernest and
0: the Tufts. <laughs> so, uh, Ernest goes to, uh, fight the, the foreman of the, the crew that's coming in to destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Who's played by Lyle Alzado and Ernest beat gets the fuck beat out of him. He does. Just just the fuck beat right out of him. And all the kids are like, Ugh gross. You're terrible. Ernest. We don't like you anymore. We're all leaving. Um, i I don't remember what the thing is to flip their switch, but they all just decide, hey, we're gonna fight back. and they they just they put on this ridiculous charade of it it goes from shenanigans that are so ridiculously innocent they have no reason to work to straight up attempted murder <laughs> in the same like battle sequence, which is like <laughs> they start this assault on the construction workers by playing a sound effects record, which is just. The, the most useless sound effects record you could think of because it's just all random sound effects nonstop in a row. Mm-hmm. Like there's no track breaks or anything. It's just constant like fart noise and whistle and train and boing and <laughs> goofy sound. And, you know, so the, the construction workers are like, the fuck is that? And then they just start assaulting them with, um, flammable materials that they launch towards these, <laughs> the red barrels that are going to blow up, um, the best part is, though, is that they've packed little parachutes on these turtles. And at one point, uh, Ernest's turtle has bit him on the nose and they had to sing it. They had to sing it to sleep to get it to let go of his nose, um, which they sing happy together to, to get it to let go of his nose. And then they kind of weaponized that song in the score. So they play like this military marching version of it as this is happening. Mm-hmm. And so they load these turtles up with parachutes and put them on this catapult. And there's this weird, like five second aside where they cut to the two turtles looking at each other. And they're just like, I'm scared, Sarge. And he's like, don't worry, son, we'll make it. And It's just, it's one of those dumb, like five second asides, where it's like it has not been established in this universe that animals talk to each other, but they do. And you're just like, all right, well, that's, that's fine. That's a gag. I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, they, they launch the turtles in and they all just immediately start biting people and um, they blow everything up. And so John Vernon shows up and he's fucking pissed. He's like, what the hell is going on? Why is this happening? I'm just going to murder Ernest. <laughs> he's He's been established as this sharpshooter before. And so now he's just going to fucking murder Ernest. And basically it turns into the same trial as the beginning of the film where he takes a couple shots at Ernest and doesn't hit him because Ernest is brave and he has heart and he's a warrior and smarts too. Yeah. So, uh, he, he doesn't get shot and Ernest kind of just sticks his finger in the barrel of gun like, ha And John Vernon just, just kind of goes raw and leaves. And then the other people show up with a court order like, Hey, that thing he did was totally illegal. <laughs> we got the camp back as you would, because it was totally illegal. It's no, no big shock. But then they reopen the camp and, Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Ernest Goes to Cam. Sure is. Go ahead and read it, because okay. <laughs> just go ahead and get it out of your system.
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think in order to properly encapsulate my rating, I must include a dramatic reading of the plot summary from IMDb. Fair enough. At the beginning, Ernest gets a shot by Miss St. Cloud. Then they get a group of kids from an institution. Then Ernest becomes a camp counselor. Later on, Ernest gets bit by fire ants at a picnic with St. Cloud and the Chief, which is made St. Cloud's grandfather. (laughs) Then the Chief is tricked into selling the camp by Crater Mining Company. Then Ernest gets beat up and Miss St. Cloud patches him up. Then he saves camp Kiki Kai from where, which is where they live and they become a year round camp.
0: Yeah. We should have just read that (laughs) and jump straight to the rating. But yeah, that's the best official plot description I've ever seen on IMDb.
1: That's the, uh, yeah, it's not credited, which kind of makes you think it is official. Might be. Um, you know, usually they have a written by somebody unless it's like from the, from the studio. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I think maybe like the the marketing exec left their computer open and someone's kid came in and just saw a field like, and typed in it. Fuck it. It's
1: Ernest. It's Ernest goes to camp. Just go to town, Billy. Just type this shit up for me, okay? I can't even be bothered. Okay. Here's my pro account. Yeah. Please go on there and say how great Elmo is. Yeah. Um. I just, man. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that like 30 years from now I don't suddenly just say I should probably watch, watch Ernest goes to camp again <laughs> cuz by that time I'll be you know encroaching on 70 and mm-hmm. I'll probably just pull the plug myself. Yep. Um I'm uh, I'm going to give it four bags. Oh, four bags. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty close to the all, almighty 5 but I did laugh once and <laughs>
0: One laugh, one I, less bang. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just um... see that movies. All you need is five laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, it's just it's not completely offensive, but it's pretty damn close. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I, I feel like we watch different movies because please give it give it all the jocks.
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my here's my dilemma. So I'm watching this movie and I'm realizing how much I'm really hating it. Like just, I remember watching it as a kid and not feeling this way and watching it. Now I'm like, I hate everything that's happening. I hate that. I hate that. They're all being shits to Ernest, and there's no consequences for it. So what, I, your, I, your, your current hate does not include or envelop Ernest. No. Huh? Um, I, I hate, I, well, okay. It's that I hate the situation where he's, he's an adult working there. Doing shit jobs, literally, in some cases, and everyone thinks they can just murder him without repercussion. Mm -hmm. It's more of a like a bully situation of just like he's not doing anything wrong. He's not being mean to anyone. He, He fucks up a lot of things, but he's doing it. He's trying to help. Okay. so that was making me mad because it was that kind of dynamic. It was just here's a guy. He's a klutz and an idiot, but he's his heart is in the right place. Ultimately. And everyone's being a shit to him. Well, eventually that subsides because people come around to thinking Ernest is kind of okay. Um, They're wrong, but yeah. <laughs> there are... So maybe as the Ernest movies go along, and I admit I did not get far into his filmography as a kid because I, as the movies were coming out, I was getting older and I was like, fuck Ernest, I don't give a shit. Um, so I haven't seen that many. And maybe he just gets stupider and that's what the character needs. But there are... There are moments in his performance along the way that I think are amusing. There are just little bits of business that he does, like when, for whatever reason, he is pumping this lantern, um, priming it or whatever, and it just, you know, he's doing it badly because it eventually goes up like a rocket ship. But when he goes to light it, and he just he strikes a match, and then he just gets mesmerized by it. I, I that little tiny bit of business those little tiny things like that made me laugh they're they're little bits of you know he's above the character you you know the performer is above the character Mm -hmm. and while it's easy to convince in a commercial form that he's just a dumb idiot in a movie where you have to do a lot of talking there's all these extra bits of business that he you know he was just kind of thrown in there himself had to have been yeah I mean all right. So,
1: yes, I think Jim Varney is pretty good at slapstick comedy. Yes. And yes, I'm encroaching on 40 years old. So this is not the target demographic. Right. However, I just.
0: I'm not trying to talk you I, out I'm, of I'm, your No, bags. I'm just saying I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: viewing it as I view it today. Which Understood. is no, almost no enjoyment to be had from here. Okay. But I will say there were a couple times where I went, all right, that was a good pratfall.
0: Yeah. Like he was, he's selling it Mm -hmm. in every instance. Um, So I'm, I'm faced with this kind of like adult me watching this going, I fucking hate this. I can't stand it. But there are bits and pieces here and there that I find charming. And, and then there's a bit of nostalgia hitting me from, because I watched this so many times when I was a kid and there are little moments along the way that I really like. So that's the battle that I had. And then I was like, you know what, this this late 80s montage song when they're fixing things up, they're they're a teaming their school bus or whatever. I like that dumb song. I like the dumb we're victorious song at the end. I like his sad song and the fact that he's actually singing it a la Gary Busey playing sax in his own weird sex memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the fuck ever I'm giving this to jocks. I, I it's some movies I loved as a kid. I watch again and go, man, I was a fucking idiot as a kid. This one, I'm like, you know what? This is not as offensive to me as I think other things are. I I didn't mind it, even though I knew actively there were parts of it I was sitting there and hating, but when it was all over, I was like, you know what? I like this, 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 and this. Those things add up to something where I would be like, yeah, that's fine. So, I'm giving it two jocks. I, I fully understand and appreciate where you're coming from on this. I totally do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here thinking, you're a fucking idiot. You better appreciate Ernest. But... Like I know I saw this, I don't think I saw it a lot. Okay, see th- we had it on tape, so I yeah, watched it all
1: the time. I think I think maybe I saw it in a theater. I don't know. And then I think I maybe saw it once or twice on video. So okay. it wasn't like the honestly, like if you'd asked me early yesterday, mm-hmm. before I watched this movie, mm-hmm. uh Give me an earnest quote from a movie besides just catchphrases. Yeah. The only one I remember is from Saves Christmas, right. where he stops the sled mid yes. air. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's that is the one quote from a movie I could have given you yesterday.
0: Yeah. 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 You know. We're almost of a generation where people will have no comprehension of this this series of movies. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 hmm Okay. So let's I, I, I'm just
1: saying 30 years from now, this is going to be as offensive as like Charlie Chan. I mean,
0: none of us are going to be here in 30 years. Man. Okay. Well, so well, I'm, don't I'm, worry. <laughs> I'm just saying like
1: longstanding film series that are now like you look sure. back and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I know this is going to be that.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet. Right. So I'm all right. But anyway, let's move on to our next movie in 1987. Uh, the genre bending. Who the fuck knows what this movie is wanting to be? Summer Camp Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've never heard of this fucking movie no prior to now no um mm. but yeah it's uh it's lord of the flies goes to summer camp sort of
0: kind of in a watered down way although except for one bit that's totally not like things escalate to a point where it's just like oh good god yeah but uh, uh i'm i'm trying
1: to think like because I'm of the mindset that, like, there aren't really any original story plots mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what this one is attempting to ape, and I can't. Like, Lord of the Flies was the only thing that kept popping in my head, but then I yeah. was like, yeah, but no, like, because yeah. it's also, like, it's their choice. Like, all right, so fine, we'll talk about what happens, and then I'll I'll, I'll get into my critiques of it. Let,
0: let's see, just two quick pieces of background on this. One, it's based on a novel, Okay, so... It, it had some very some acclaimed source material. I don't know. But like in doing research, a lot of people were like books way better. And I'm like, well, I would imagine it would have to be um, the other thing. It's co-written by Penelope Severis, mm-hmm. uh, director of Wayne's World and Decline of Western Civilization and a yeah. whole bunch of other things. Yeah, I know. That's which f- was really odd considering how. No, th- th- there's no other names really, for the most part, attached to this that you're like, oh, Okay, well, that makes sense. This is this must have been some weird, like, her oh, roommate. Oh you, mean, oh, you mean behind the scenes? Yeah. yeah. I was like, it was like the freaking White Rifleman's in this. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, aside uh, from uh, that. okay. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the creative people.
0: Yes. It's just all these people are just like, well, what? How did she fall into this? Like, I don't know. Maybe she, like, wrote the script and then someone came along and, and rewrote it. And that's how she got, like, co writer. I don't know. I don't know the story. You look at her filmography and this is this sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, How? Well, sure.
1: I mean, it's probably like, I like the book, here's my
0: adaptation of it, and then someone came along and fucked it all up. Probably. But anyway, so this movie kind of starts as your typical summer camp movie. It's the kids arrive, and the the CITs are there, and everyone's like, we want to fuck, and you know... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you think well, these sorry, movies to be fair except that this one is an
1: all boys summer yes. camp but it's one of those like hey the girls camps just over this ravine here <laughs> there's enough separation where yeah <laughs> you know you probably shouldn't sneak out
0: but I guess you can if there, you really there is a way if you're super brave to get over there but yeah so it's 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 north camp and south camp or north point south whatever sure. but there, there are two different camps boys camp girls camp and I, it, it seems like the, the counselors in training are pretty much there every year. But this year they have like a new overlord person who is, as you said, the rifleman, Chuck Connors, mm-hmm. um, who is I don't, he's he's kind of a weird dude and super religious, but doesn't necessarily. I mean, that's that's his character type. He's, he's right. a super religious dude. Like, you know, hey, everyone, calm the fuck down. Um, but he's not he he only comes across as a bad guy when the other people are acting even worse towards him. Like he's he's not he's a disciplinarian, but he's not like a ridiculous monster. And especially the way they paint him out to be and mm-hmm. and whatever. But so it it's just you know it's just everyone getting situated. All the characters just you know here's where I sleep. Here's the problem with this dumb kid. Let's meet all the the counselors and their weird. Yeah, it's weird because like. This movie, like, I'm glad we watched this movie
1: after Meatballs mm-hmm. because there's a lot of similarities yeah. in this one. Yes. Um, because you have the guy that ultimately becomes the bad guy of the movie saving a kid and befriending this, like, lonely kid and all this stuff. And it's so very similar to Meatballs. It is, but in a much more sinister way. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like you realize that he's just doing all of this to gain a reputation as this great guy. Yeah. When really he's just like this sociopath rich kid you yeah know, like I've got this plan
0: yeah so this this kid's named Franklin and he's early on outed to be like this rich kid he's like oh I wanted to see how the other half lives whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 and so along the way he's he's kind of doing some things in the moment, seem like, well, that was nice of you, but th- behind it, you can tell, like, oh, this he's being manipulative as shit for some reason. Yeah, it, he's just doing the, like, dangerous liaisons,
1: like, I'm so rich, I'm just, I'm going to tinker with things because yeah. I can. Right. He's the puppet master. <laughs> he's pulled the strings. That's cruel intentions, in case you haven't. <laughs> oh, or right. Valmont, what, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, right. just, if
0: <laughs> yes. you're like, what's this dangerous? Yeah. No idea. Cruel intentions. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, yeah, so, like, there's one point where a kid who can't swim is going to drown, and no one's paying attention, and he just looks around and notes that no one is paying attention before he makes any effort to save the kid. But he does save the kid. So, at first, you're like, is he doing this on purpose, or is this
1: movie just weird? He's trying to draw a line in the sand of that the counselors are incompetent and should not be in charge, because, like, after he rescues the kid, he's like, just doing your job for you. Yeah. Peace.
0: Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Franklin, he's a hero. (laughs) Yes. Um, so it's, it's a couple of days into camp and they're having like talent show and they basically bus in all the girls mm-hmm. from the other camp and they come in and it's talent show time and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know how anyone, I mean, even like non-strict camp counselors, how this show got approved because like the first act it's three girls, right? It's, yeah, it's three girls who get up there and sing a song about how you should come over to their camp and basically go they down will, south. They will fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Well, okay. So <laughs> there will be sexy times. The, the, the boys' camp is north, and the girls' camp is south. Okay. Whatever. But yeah. so they're getting up there, and like it begins sort of like that wholesome, like like three girls singing a uh, motto song of sure. like you know, I don't know. I'm just tr- trying to think. Like yeah. every thing. Okay, here's an example of that thing you do. Like before the yes. the wonders come out, like the girls come out and they sing the yes. very proper like da 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 we are singing in harmony, but then it very quickly becomes like why don't you go down south and mm-hmm. you'll have a good time and it's like you're talking about vagina, aren't you? And um yes. But no one, like, everyone's kind of, like, giving looks and, like, the boys are getting rowdy, but, like, they never stop this one. They're just like... No, this song gets to go to its completion. This is, this is similar, you know, this is thinly enough veiled that I guess the little five-year-olds that we have sitting here don't know what you're talking about. Yes,
0: again, this is one of those camps where there are just from little kids... Five to 18. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it grows increasingly uncomfortable as you realize that there are little kids at this camp. But what finally breaks for Chuck Connors, who is not having this... Is that uh, two of the two of the male counselors get up there pretending to be heavy metal guys or whatever, and they just sing this this beef bologna song mm-hmm. and just keep grabbing their dicks, and eventually Chuck Honors is just like, "Oh hell no, enough of this." Where well,
1: well, they grab their dicks or using their guitars as mock dicks yes mock, mock cock
0: yeah both they're they're princing it up <laughs> <Sorry>. and
1: <laughs> For, realize that the phrasing mm-hmm. mock be, yeah mock cock looks better
0: yeah um so chuck Connors puts it puts an end to this and is like talent shows over this filth will not stand mm-hmm. meanwhile also outside like this one these these one male one female counselor have just decided hey let's fuck on this picnic table, <laughs> and the the head of the the girls' camp comes out and she's like oh hell no what the hell is this yeah
1: they they have an equally church matronly lady yeah yet. but she's never she's never painted quite as like she dresses the part she looks much more like the school marm church lady yeah but Chuck Connors is the one that's like hey, kids, it's not healthy for kids to touch each other. Yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. She's just like, well, I never. Mm-hmm. She's more of that kind of like. Yeah. Like, let's go see, you know, let's go see the rifleman.
0: And he'll deal with it. <laughs> right. Um, And there's there's been other incidents along the way. Like, so Chuck Connors has made it clear that there will be only one channel on the television in the rec room, which is the Jesus channel. And Hacker Kid goes in and tries to, you know, pull up porn, which basically they kind of somehow... Find it on their antenna, which apparently is just it's like a music video slash long distance telephone commercial that has sexy <laughs> ladies in it that these kids watch for 20 seconds and lose their goddamn minds. It's just like girls in laundry. Uh! Happy juice. <laughs> and so Chuck Connors comes in and is not happy with that Great. at all. No TV at all. <laughs> And also there's been an incident where, so we've established that there's a kid on the bus who just fucking wets himself at a drop of a hat. And earlier in the movie, Chuck Connors is taking a bunch of the little kids out to go on a butterfly hunt. And one of the kids, Franklin comes in to the bonks and sees the kid sitting on his bed crying and he asks him what's wrong. And he basically says like, oh, he was holding me up to, to show me some butterflies and I got scared and I wet myself. Franklin immediately turns around and tells this other guy, Oh, this, he's this—he's fucking rapist. He raped this kid. <laughs> he's <laughs> mm-hmm. so immediately that just like becomes like this running thing. Like, hey, this guy—you know—he diddled his cocoon. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so that he just he keeps perpetuating that as long as he can. Um, so the the curly head, like Willie Ames-looking kid who was caught trying to go down, just fucking <laughs> go to town on his girlfriend on the picnic table. Um, he gets sent to. Timeout, which is just like you go to this other cabin and we lock the door, mm-hmm. deal with it. So there's a there's a, a theme day at camp where it's like the counselors become the kids and the kids become the counselors, and it's like a big roast. It's a big dumb roast. Okay. And so they're like in the cafeteria and the the counselors are in there trying to pretend like they're the adult counselors and the kids are the and everything and it just. It turns into this this chant of free the kid who's been locked up. And Chuck Connors is concerned about this because it doesn't seem to go along with the spirit of antics of role reversal day. But so they all start running towards the cabin to let the kid out. And Chuck Connors tries to put a stop to it. But Franklin pulls out a gun Mm -hmm. because he's, I guess, gone to Chuck Connors's office or whatever. And he had a gun because, of course, he's a fucking rifleman. Of course, he's got a gun Uh, pistolman. Yeah. So this just basically turns into all right. Uh, round up the adults and put them in there, and we're taking over. Mm-hmm. Revolution. We're, we're tired of this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now yeah, you see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> yeah. So they have uh, locked up the adults, and this just kind of becomes a. Now we're gonna party. Because they go to, like, the one, like, the, the gym teacher counselor, <laughs> Mr. Mustache, who's just got a, a footlocker full of booze. And it just becomes party time. Um, and then they go liberate the girls camp and bring the girls over. And it's just co-ed debauchery. And everyone's talking to Franklin about this, who's just like, don't worry. We're just going to party for a day and we'll call the cops tomorrow. You no, know, They'd also call out, called off the annual
1: uh, co-ed dance. Right. Um, they did cancel the dance. I think that was because of the uh, the bologna whatever might have been what, whatever beef bologna. what was the beef bologna is that what yeah, it was? beef bologna whatever i think they was, it was like the amazing song. not only <laughs> that like but we're canceling the dance which was supposed to be tonight so right. that was like the final straw that yeah. was like they're like oh hell no yeah we want to have some fun yeah we gotta dance
0: <laughs> yeah so we gotta dance kevin bacon <laughs> john lithgow yeah so it this is basically like okay we're gonna have a night of of crazy times and then tomorrow we'll return things to normal um, but that's not what happened happens. Franklin uh, continues to grow this weird revolution party with, you know, soldiers and guards and ministers of information and all just he turns it into this big, like just dictatorship and the movie is just basically everyone just doing whatever the hell they want it's it's kind of what i thought camp nowhere was going to be without all the you know the terrible adult stuff happening but mm-hmm. it's it it turns into this just like blurred mess of everyone's always drunk and smoking and just sleeping anywhere and there's no nobody knows anything of what's going on they're all just they're all just fucked up all the time and the they have the dance they do they have the dance um there's this one girl who has i don't know maybe a sip of gin and becomes just the biggest whore like i don't know how that evolution happens but she just has a dixie cup full of not even full like just a splash of alcohol and she is just like hey guys let's party and just becomes dancing freak like i I, that evolution i it's Baffling to me. I don't understand. I was thinking she was probably going to do that anyway. <laughs> Maybe. But it just it seemed like the moment alcohol touched her lips, it was just like switch flipped. Well, man. to be fair, I mean,
1: <laughs> I was watching this movie and it it struck me as like one of those after school special things where I was kind of expecting her a full-on Helen Hunt, and I was just wondering, <laughs> and sorry if you don't get that reference, but yeah, there was that after-school special where Helen Hunt does, like, a drug and immediately <laughs> throws herself through a window, uh, oh, like, like, a four-story window. She thinks
0: about angel dust, and then yeah. immediately is just like, I'm on fire, and yeah. jumps out of um, the So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry for that reference, but... No, no. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, as soon as she touched alcohol, I was like, oh, what overblown thing is about to happen with this now? Yeah. And so, like, her little, whatever sexy dance, I guess, was like, oh, well, that's it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, like, again, and it's this, this is the world, like, ah, uh, so. Because, like, the debauchery starts happening because there's alcohol involved now and, and grind dancing or whatever. um, They're like, oh, we should probably get the little kids out of here who couldn't have been happier to get the fuck out of there anyway. They were, like, all falling asleep. They anyway. were falling
0: asleep and just looking miserable. And yeah. someone had the good idea to, like, hey, let's take these kids out of here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> But so it, this is, like, slowly but surely creating the lines in the revolution where mm-hmm. it's, like, the kids are doing, the like, the, hey, maybe we shouldn't be you know doing this like maybe it's, maybe some rules and structure are good.
0: It's so weird though because like along the way at times you will see they're still engaging in random ass camp activities like they'll just be out doing arts and crafts or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like why is there still structure here? Like who is it doesn't make any sense. But it's it's during the dance that two of the counselors are just like you know who would hate this? chuck connors let's go get him and show him (laughs) so they just they tie him up and gag his, you know gag him and then just bring him in and just stand him in the middle of the dance hall which is when you know drunky girl just just grinding all over him and everyone's just like oh this is so horrific um and yeah, and it, Willie Ames comes in and is like, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. This is a step too far. Let's, let's return to normal camp activities because we can totally do that at this point. No one, no one will I question. I we keep saying Willie Ames and it, it's like totally believable that he could be in this movie, but he's not. <laughs> no, he's not, but he has, you know, yeah. the, the Willie Ames curly haircut. <laughs> right. um, so I, is this when they take Chuck Connors back and then somehow he <sighs> yeah. falls on that dude's
1: knife? <laughs> they send... um. Fuck! I all I could think of when I saw this guy is there's that um <laughs> there's that dude from the Italian Spider Man reaction gif that that gets his mind blown, yes, you know? Yes.
0: And so, yes. again.
1: I, my my references are all over the fucking place <laughs> that's today. No, it's fine. But like so every time I saw this guy, that's all I could see was that kid going like the
0: no yeah, yeah. And,
1: and so it's yes. a
0: little like Italian guy, but with just the giant head of hair on right. him. Just so yeah, he's walking him back and Chuck name Cotter's
1: is, name is Runk. Lunk? okay <laughs> uh, so he uh, like Chuck Connors is like fuck this shit and tries to escape and they yeah you know, he's he's bound behind the back with his hand so he can't fight yeah, very well and no. like either Chuck Connors who was probably like 60 70 at the time of this yeah. was doing this or that's why it was dark because and they got a stunt guy that was like the exact same build as him uh-huh. because like there was a couple times where I was like oh shit like Damn, Chuck Connors! Like, <laughs> didn't you die like three
0: years later? <laughs> like, now you got another five years. Oh, out. okay, yeah.
1: I'm just saying, like, the dude was old, and he was like yeah. f- falling on his face with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, he basically gets stabbed by Italian mm-hmm. Spider Man guy. Yep. Um. And they tell Franklin, and Frank is like, I, Christ, just take him to the woods. What the fuck ever became of that? Did they just hide the body? They
0: hide the body, and that's it. And it's never brought up never again. Never brought... Someone is like, hey, maybe, where's Mr. Wilson or whatever? And it's just like, never mentioned again. Yeah. Just, you would think like, oh, fuck, this is the plot point. This is when like... Oh, yeah. Maybe half the camp would be like, uh, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> a murder just happened. But no, this is more of a, spring point for, a springboard for the further decline of Western civilization <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
1: for to,
0: that. to happen um, because then it's just like one of the fucking gross ass uh, counselors basically just rapes the girl that he's with. And then they have this, this mock trial, real trial basically in this universe that is being created. But it's like populated with the little kids. It's like they bring in the little kids and they're all like actively part of this rape trial. It's like, the fuck movie? Like what? The actual fuck? <laughs>
1: well, it's the it's the um the, the loser kid and his young girlfriend find the rape victim in the first place. Yeah,
0: loser kid did all right. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just
1: saying. Well, <laughs> not loser kid. Whatever. He's the kid the, with glasses. The kid that like was the um sad like the sad kid that Bill Murray ordered at the beginning of Meatball Yes, so exactly. He, <laughs> oh, you must be the sad kid. Yeah, when he he that kid. Yeah, I'm just saying he's that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Not the pant, uh, pants pissing one. No. Cause that kid was like five, but this kid was like 12 <laughs> <Right>. anyway, but <laughs> yeah, they find her. I mean, it's just, it's like, there's, there's just all kinds of weirdness from here on out for the rest of this movie. Yeah, cause like they have their trial and they're just like, we sentence you to, you, you, have, you to have to cross the rope bridge, rope bridge which is like your hands. this dilapidated rope bridge that yeah. is passes over this ravine between the two camps. Yeah.
0: Cause Franklin did it at the beginning. Cause, mm-hmm. cause Chuck Connors told them not to. And he's like, I have a theory that society uses fear to keep us in line. So, fuck that. I'm going to cross this rope bridge. Uh, of course, I wish he almost dies. But, um, but he basically says, you have to cross the rope bridge. I did it. You know? And so now, you, if, you if, if you're not... He basically turns this into a weird, like, witch hunt thing, which is basically, like, if you fall, I guess you're guilty. Mm-hmm. If you make it back, you're innocent. So the guy goes to to
1: <laughs> well like i i don't get it because they never actually cross. they just get out to like a
0: certain point yeah, and then turn and they around, come back cuz the bridge is not complete there right. is no complete bridge here yeah but, but he,
1: he gets back and then he's just like fuck yeah i raped her <laughs> and like i mean seriously like it's like he's like i i am now innocent by this made up bullshit that we've done yeah. that he's just in everyone's face like yeah what do you want me to say i did it mm-hmm. you know and to which i mean it's like 10 seconds later everyone's like <laughs> franklin and company are like yeah cool let's get out of here and mm-hmm. like all the girls are like throwing. Shit. I mean, they were throwing shit on him when they he were, was on the bridge. Well, like, as about- he
0: was trying to cross, like the girl who got raped pulls, picks up a rock and mm-hmm. throws it at him. And that's when all the other girls are like, yeah, fuck this guy. And throwing rocks at him. Mm-hmm. To which they're like, hey, hey, stop. Um, yeah, he should have just fallen. But, he, yeah. but no,
1: he, but he gets, uh, he comes back and like you said, he's in their face like, yeah, I did it. And the girls just collectively pick his ass up and him off into the woods, right? Never to be seen
0: again. Well, I mean, you get never a, to be seen alive you, again. <laughs> you get to reveal later that they basically
1: took him out there and strung him up.
0: Yeah, because the the nerdy kid who so they've they've all been told to shun Willie Ames. Mm-hmm. Like Willie Ames voiced that, hey, maybe, hey Franklin, this might be wrong. So they're all he makes an announcement to shun him and his girlfriend. So everyone is you know shunning him, and the the nerdy kid goes out. Uh, is taking a walk or whatever, going somewhere and stumbles across <laughs> that mm-hmm. guy hanging from a tree, the the rapist. And just this is it. This is finally we've gotten to a point where someone's like, hey, hold on. <laughs> Things have gone way too far now, guys. Um, yeah, and so he,
1: he comes back into camp and like tries to tries to make a phone call, phone call and through the ripped out yeah.
0: telephone line, he's like trying to hack in. And yeah. And you think he doesn't get through uh, because they think he doesn't get through. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, well, I got his static, and so now he's going to have to do the rope bridge. He, but he didn't get through. He must have.
1: Mm-mm. No, no, there's a, there's a plot point later oh really yeah you might have started tuning out but like maybe i did so like but he's like doing the like mayday which i don't know why on a phone you're doing mayday but, <laughs> uh, but he's like mayday mayday so can anyone hear me and like this guy just comes up over the roof he's like i can hear you <laughs> yeah, okay. and like they grab him and like again this kid is like 12 years old and yeah. like it's one of those roofs where it's like it's a pitch roof down to like a dumpster or something and yeah. then like dumpster down to ground yep. and so like kind of gingerly hand him down this dumpster maybe it was a wood pile whatever but there's a point where they just like they throw this kid about four feet (laughs) off this one thing and he does not land well. I'm like, no, you just hurt that poor little kid actor guy. (laughs) Anyway, so they now lock him up. Yeah.
0: And um, he also has to cross the rope bridge.
1: Well, yes, he has to also cross the rope bridge, which uh, um, no, that's that's later because first um, I'm saying that's going to be yeah, that's going to be his punishment. They lock him up. And so like uh, Willie Ames, not want to be kid comes in and breaks in and talks to him. And this is where he's like, I don't think I got through. You need to go out to the edge of the camp where, we, where the telephone line actually originates and make the call. Oh,
0: okay. And that's
1: why he wasn't there to, like, save him right away because okay. he ran off to make the phone call um, Fair and enough. then came back in the middle of the rope bridge trial, which, you know, Kid doesn't make it... For, well, Kid is doing okay until um the, the Italian Spider-Man dude is like, I'm going to cut the bridge that you're...
0: Yeah, he's just like, yeah, well, fuck this. I'm just going to end of Temple of Doom you. Yeah.
1: And so... um. <laughs> yeah so like he's like hanging by a rope and this is where like for whatever reason like I guess they're probably like we're about to like possibly kill a 12 year old kid on this rope bridge like Uh so the 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 kids are now individually like whispering like we're about to we're about to have a revolution against the revolution pass it on yeah and so like when the Williams dude goes out there and tries to rescue him and they're all like now and first he has to fight uh, Italian Spider-Man dude which he hooks him off the side of this ravine I was like oh he just murdered him (laughs) Like he does the like the old like we're fighting and then yep. fall kick yep. slash you know judo flip over the over the head thing on the ground yes. and I was like oh that that guy's dead <laughs> um, and then he has to fight Franklin who brandishes a gun which he kicks away and then it becomes a fist fight
0: a bad fist a fight. bad very oh, bad they're swinging way over each other's heads right. it's it's embarrassing but
1: but anyway like he ends up. Beating him saves the kid that's hanging there on, a, on a, by a string. Yeah. And um, that's when the cops roll up and are like,
0: hey, everybody freeze. Yeah, basically, like half the camp it, is fighting it, the other yeah, half. Yeah, it, it, it became a. Big, and the, it, two it, cops roll up and it's just like, hey, knock this off. Now, had the society been going the direction that it clearly was, all those kids would have fucking gone and murdered those cops. <laughs> it would have just probably, been like, yeah. it would just like, push that car off the ravine <laughs> and take their guns. But yeah, no, immediately the cops show up and everyone immediately re- re- reverts back to kid and are just like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> what have we done? And then you're like, well, what the hell The is the fallout going to be from this? But basically, they just put Franklin in the back of a squad car. And it's like, we got a hold of your parents there in Europe. And Franklin's like, yeah, sweet. But yeah, there's there's no... Re- it doesn't seem like there's suitable repercussions at the end of this movie no. for what needs to happen. Mm-mm.
1: It, no i mean they 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 pull the italian spider-man kid out of the and they're like <laughs> lucky you're alive and it's like fuck that fuck I, that guy I fuck know. all these guys I know fuck why is this he alive people.
0: why is any of this
1: <laughs> and it's basically all just like hey it's uh franklin's in the in the squad car and mm-hmm. he's gonna take all the blame yeah and it's like
0: n- no yeah no yeah no all of you except for willie ames are at fault <laughs> so yeah summer camp nightmare it's weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, again, uh, I, I bit my tongue up to a certain point for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem with this is, this one is that you have made a movie where there is nobody to root for. Yeah. And that is always a problem for me uh, with movies. Uh, I don't care if you give me an anti-hero to root for or a straight up villain and you're like, well, he's evil, but I like his style. Mm-hmm. Or just a straight up good guy. There is nobody like... No. Reality is somewhere in the middle of these two worlds, and so either world is like the exact opposite of, or the extreme of what it should be. Mm-hmm. Like, because at the beginning you're like, "Yeah, fuck these counselors! Like, this is stupid. You're being strict for no reason." And maybe possibly this one the guy in charge is uh, a bluster. A I don't know. <laughs> you know, you 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 don't think so because I mean they they tip their hand so we so quickly that this Franklin kid is like up to no good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they just played their cards a little closer like they they could have convinced me and then done a little switcheroo but no I mean he was just giving shifty looks and they give him that look where it's like hey is anyone watching before I go save this kid you know so you knew he was up to no good from the very beginning yep and of course everyone all the kids are shitbags too for various and assorted reasons pretty Um, much yeah I mean the only one who gets his just cause dues whatever you know like is the kid that gets hung. You know, like, cause I mean, it's like, yeah, all right, yep. I, I could deal with that vigilante justice. That's yep. fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it would have been more satisfying for him to fall off the rope bridge and see a big splatter down on the rocks below. But yeah, you know. cause
0: they kept cutting to those rocks sure. enough times where like, I need to see something hit those rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing ever hits the rocks.
1: No. Uh, yeah, I, as far as a rating, I don't know. Cause I mean, this movie's not good at all. <laughs> uh, and it's one of those movies I can almost fill in some of the blanks with my own mind, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I kind of don't want to. Yeah, uh, Like I can see, like I'm, I'll I'm, be honest, I'm probably never going to go read this book. It's the no. Butterfly Revolution is the book it's based on. Um, I don't know if we said that, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I mean, it just, it really feels like someone went, eh, you, what if we did Lord of the Flies, but it was in Summer Camp, you know, <laughs> I mean. To an extent. I mean, I understand it's not because they're not stranded. They yeah. have like done this themselves. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the communist Che Guevara things might have had more resonance in the 60s when the book was written because now it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. what are you revolting against that? You just want a bone or <laughs> heavy heavy pet or whatever <laughs> it is you do at your age? Yeah, um, I,
0: I did like there was one scene late in the film where just everyone wakes up They They've dragged mattresses outside and they're all just kind of waking up and it's just you get a sense of them just being like oh fuck man what are we doing but it never nothing ever comes from that there's never a switch flip of just like not there's no camp nowhere switch flip of hey maybe we don't need to live <laughs> debaucherous lives this whole time it's I, I just the point of this i don't know i just don't know yeah i don't either yeah um yeah i
1: it's weird because on on it's going to sound like this movie is less offensive than Ernest Goes to Camp to me, and yet it's more so in some ways. <laughs> it's just I give it slightly more credit for attempting to make a point, whereas Ernest Goes to Camp had no point. Yeah. So I'm going to give it two bags. Okay. Like I, I, um, I could go lower, but, I, you know, it feels like they were trying to do something. They just failed miserably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Real quick, just looking at the crew because the director's got an awesome name. His name's Bert L. Dragon, <laughs> which is just like probably the best part of this movie. But I, just, looking at his filmography real quick, he and Penelope Sears used to work for Roger Corman together on mm. several movies, so okay. that's the connection there. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm gonna give this one bag. I was I was so close to giving it one jocks to say you should really watch this weird ass movie, you know. But it, for me, it was all hinging on where's how is this going to wrap up? Like, is this going to become like a like is, are, are enough people going to turn around And make this like a hey we need to st- this, this shit needs to Stop and Franklin needs to die Because that guy's never going to learn a lesson Um, Just it, the, the, it was all hinging for me on the Finale and the finale is just the biggest wet Fart of mm-hmm. just like press the reset button I guess all these kids are okay Franklin take him to jail Oh well about all the rest of this who knows if they ever Even find Chuck Connors uh, <laughs> So Yeah one bag i it. I will admit, along the way, I was never understanding, like never sure of where this movie was going to go. I never quite understood exactly what genre this was going to be. I there were times I thought it was going to turn into a slasher movie. I thought that some of the counselors were just going to straight up get super murdery and mm-hmm. just you know. But yeah, it's. I don't know. You could do something with this, but you got to make it more satisfying. This is just kind of a like it's all a flat line. There's no highs or lows to it. It's all just like matter of fact, like, yeah, that's happening and nothing happened. Okay. The end. Well, oh, well, so yeah, one bag. It's, it's a bummer because movies like this that no one's heard of. You're like, oh man, hope this is a gem. I hope this is really something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: The, the voice of Jim is in this movie. Oh, the holograms. Oh, (laughs) well, yeah,
0: sorry. I don't I that probably wasn't intentional but I, it made me giggle <laughs> no it wasn't but good on me um but yeah hoping for some sort of lost you know classic and it's totally not there's a reason this movie never made it on past vhs so it's a
1: shame yeah reading the uh wikipedia on the book sounds like the the shit rapist kid um has an even more cop-out death in the book great like not even killed by
0: the right person gross yeah Ugh. whatever so, yeah So I will not be reading this book. So fuck this book. Fuck this movie. Fuck everything. (laughs) Sorry, Burt L. Dragon. (laughs) You got a cool name, but... (laughs) So, yeah. Well, um, 1987 was a fun time for camp movies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. um, Hey, they can't all be winners.
1: Uh, I I, I find it hilarious that the one I've enjoyed the most so far is Camp Nowhere, a movie I had (laughs) no fucking frame of reference for. Yeah. makes no sense.
0: Yeah, um this is not a lofty genre. Mm-mm. It's it's, it's a, not. It, for a lot of people they would consider it one of the lowest common denominators of of movie making because it just doesn't take a lot of talent. You just need a campsite and shenanigans. And so far not a lot of movies have, have been able to um even pull that off. So anyway, we've got a long way to go. We got there's a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So uh if you're listening to us on Patreon, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, If you're listening to this on the regular feed, hey, if you want to throw a dollar at us on Patreon or more, you can hear this a month early, Mm. one month early. You can be one of the cool kids and hear this early. And let me tell you, that's where it's at right there. It is. People like hearing things early. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's exclusive. Early access. Everyone loves early access now. You, You get it before anybody else. People love that shit. Yeah practically like an alpha <laughs>
1: yes or beta <laughs> this,
0: is, this is our alpha podcast but
1: i mean in like the traditional old
0: senses that just mean what stage they're in oh uh, well, <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly so um anyway if you want to write in uh if you want to talk about if you've seen either of these movies but we really want to hear camp stories i want to hear from you if you've gone to summer camp and yeah. i want to know where it Absolutely. happened yes um i want to i want to hear stories i want all of that uh, I I did notice that Ernest Goes to Camp was filmed in Tennessee, so there was a camp of some sort in Tennessee. I can't imagine going to it for any length of time.
1: Because uh, well,
0: you've got some elevation. It's that's not true. Too there bad. are yeah. mountains and such. Yeah. Um. So maybe the climate there is a little different. So oh, but, yeah. but we're dipping further south than I thought. Yeah. So. No.
1: I I think uh, I think South Carolina and below, you
0: you're just like going to mosquito camp. Oh okay. Yeah, I c I couldn't find out where uh, Summer Camp Nightmare was filmed because the credits stopped before the movie was over. Mm-hmm. That's just the way tapes went. Um, but anyway, so right in with some camp stories and write into BMF at bmfcast.com. Just want to hear about it. Just I just really I need camp stories. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> so So next week we will have two more camp movies, but until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. Are you ready for the summer? I'm ready for- Are you ready for the good times? times. Are you ready for some love and fun in the sun? And the summer is ready for
1: you.